Welcome to our Roots Say That We're Sisters podcast. This podcast series is sponsored by the Marquette Forum with support from Marquette University's Office of Institutional Diversity and Inclusion and the Haggerty Museum of Art. It's an extension of a Marquette University mural project to highlight and uplift diverse women-identified individuals whose images and contributions have been systematically made invisible. The artist, Mauricio Ramirez, used photographs of BIPOC women associated with Marquette as inspiration for the images in the mural. The Our Roots Say That We're Sisters podcast preserves the stories of female-identifying students, faculty, staff, and alumni who've used their gifts to make a meaningful impact on others, especially those who remain unsung heroes. I'm your host, Sheena Carey, from the Diedrich College of Communication. Joining us today is Lean Mortada. She's a sophomore majoring in international affairs, criminology, and law studies. Welcome, Lean. What's the story you would like to share with us today? Hello. Today, I'm excited to share a story about a girl who lived in America with parents that are from outside of the country, from Syria, and the duality of that and all that she faced through wearing that hijab, which is the Muslim woman head covering and going through explaining her heritage to other people and sometimes not being heard. So when we were talking briefly um, prior to this um, interview, I remarked that your your last name looks Spanish. What's the, <laughs> what's the story behind your, your name? Yeah, so actually, I get that a lot, either Spanish or Italian. However, my last name is an Arab name, and it stems from, in my religion, the Prophet Muhammad's family. And so it's pronounced, yeah, like you said, Mortada, like Mortada. So a lot of times it's taken as Spanish, but it's a really important name in our Arab culture because it shows, it means in Arabic that you're like strong and chosen and uplifted and powerful. And so it just gives so much power to us that are descendants of the prophet and like pride in our religion and our name. And so that name is really important to me. So thank you about that. Yeah. So what does it mean to be a Syrian, a Syrian American student at Marquette? At Marquette, the population is mostly white. And so being Syrian, it sometimes is hard because of being different or a minority. However, at the same time, it's very exciting. It gives me an opportunity to teach people about who I am, where I'm from, and what that means, and how it actually affects them, and how they become more aware about other people around them and other cultures. And for example, like in many of my classes currently, since I am more into the pol- the political side, um, many times I have to give out different perspectives that they may not have thought of or come across before. And so I feel like as a Syrian Muslim American student at Marquette, it's important for me to have that role. It's kind of like a duty given to me by myself to show and teach people about who I am and what it means to be around Syrian culture. So how did you get on your path to Marquette? Marquette was very close to home to me, which is very important because my family lives nearby and in our culture and like Arab culture, family always comes first. It's very, it's a priority to take care of those around you, to be there for them and to be near to them. 
And so this gave me the perfect opportunity to be near to my family, but also it gave me an opportunity to get more involved in my community here in Milwaukee. Marquette offers so many ways to help people that are around us to actually start programs at Marquette to uplift those that are like me. And also it is a smaller community, which I like because then you can have more of a voice. I feel like if we went to a bigger school, you can get lost in being around so many different people and so much like diversity that you will not have the opportunity to lead. Marquette gives you that opportunity to lead and be that difference in our own community. What are some of the ways that you've taken advantage of those opportunities? So one of them is being part of the Office of Engagement and Inclusion here at Marquette. I work as a PI intern in that center and we deal with a lot of cultural program planning and It also gives me an opportunity to start this talk circle, which I'm very excited to start. It's a talk circle where I can have Arab women and also Muslim women that wear hijab can come and speak about what they go through in their day-to-day basis. And it gives them a strong support system in order to uplift one another. So many times you feel like you're alone when you're in your class. I don't see many other people that are like me and I can't identify with those near me. However, if I open up this little talk circle, you can come here. It's a safe space to feel supported and give you the confidence you need to go back into your classes and be like, yes, I have people like me and I have the tools that I need in order to stay strong and confident and like succeed in my classes. So the talk circles are primarily Marquette students. Do you ever bring in folks from the the wider community? Yeah, we can bring in folks from the wider community. However, right now I want to start it with just the Marquette students and slowly build that connection and friendship which is essential in order to feel like more confident in yourself and to go and lean on other people that are around your age. And then later on, I am hoping, like, as you said, to bring in um, new, not newer, but people around from the community, like um, Janan Najib, who is a uh, CEO of the Milwaukee Women Muslim Coalition, which they do so much amazing work in our community. And it is a voice for Muslim women, especially that we have an impact on people and we can be heard in the ways that we want to be heard in. What are some of the ways in which your identity has influenced the choices that you've made, not only in terms of area of study, but just in terms of um, life choices? When I was young, I wore my hijab at age seven, which is very young for any Muslim in general. And because of that, I had to be independent at an early age. My mom was a strong believer in throwing yourself into situations where you're very uncomfortable. And so she loved to throw me into random summer camps with just new people every single day. And I mean, like every single day we would have to go to a summer camp. At first, I hated the idea. I was like, mom, why are you putting me through this? Why do I have to go and explain who I am again and again? Like, what is this on your head? And this was way prior to like any um, social, like big social media about what's happening in other countries. So many people didn't even realize what Islam was or like that religion or even Syria. They'd ask me, are you from cereal? <laughs> like the cereal box? And I'd be like, no, it's a country overseas. And so that um, experience has made me very independent and very confident in how to approach and answer situations where I might be confronted about my own my own identity. And it also made me feel closer to my people, my culture, and my religion. And so having a physical, like I would say it's a physical barrier to certain people, but it's also a physical door 
So you could choose to either open that door or leave it closed. Many people choose to open that door. And I feel like that is an amazing experience when you have someone come up to you and ask about yourself and your identity. And you have that opportunity to discuss with them and to open up doors for them about something they've never experienced before. And in life, that's first of all made me more cautious, I'd say, about what I do and act because I feel like it's a responsibility on my end to show people that this is what my religion is and that's who I stand for and many of the things and actions I do, whether I want it to or not, will for some people be considered as, oh, all people are like that. If you do this action, that means everyone else in your religion is going to do that too. So that's a responsibility I have to uphold. So it definitely made me more conscious and mature and independent at a very early age. However, I feel like it also made me want to learn so much more about the world. I feel like being on the receiving end of all those questions made me pushed me towards research and looking into different religions and like why I believe in what I do and why I do what I do. And it really made me confident in myself, especially at the end. So what are the ways, some of the ways in which the mural project and just the visual of the mural, how has that resonated for you? I love the mural project. I remember when it was last year, there were so many people painting uh, the mural project together. And it was just, it was such a beautiful experience to watch it happen and to now like physically see it every time I walk past it. It's just, it's amazing, especially since there's representation. Like I can see myself there, you know, I can resonate with that mural. And I feel like a lot of times, many of us feel that we're ignored in the spaces that we are in. And that mural represents that physical need for attention. Like we are here and you can't ignore it. Every time you walk past the mural, it's impossible to not see the amazing colors, like the art, the the pride and the strength in that mural. And I feel like that uplifts myself. Every time I walk by, I feel like the energy that was put into it, the strength, the compassion and all of that. It's very physical and it's it's telling people that we are here and we are going to be heard and we can't be put down. And so it's something that I hold dear to me because I'm presented on there and many other people are too. And it's something that we're not used to, sadly, but it's an amazing thing to see it and be like, yes, I am physically here. I am important and no one can take me away from this community because I am part of it now. Yeah, imagine coming back for your 10, 15, 20-year reunion. That would be amazing. And seeing, <laughs> and seeing yourself. I actually find myself charting my path to the union yeah. so that I have to. I've, so I, I tend to pass it on a daily mm-hmm. basis. And I don't know if you've been in the brew, but there's uh, bags and I love buttons it. and mugs and that sort of thing. So you're just, you're going to be, you're famous. Yeah, you are. No, I love it. <laughs> it's impossible to ignore, like you said, because it's in the place where everyone goes to. So I love that about it, too. What would you say um, Marquette's impact has been on women of color here on campus? I would say there are pros and cons to the impact Marquette has left on women of color. I feel like if people do not know of the resources offered to them, it can be a very negative environment due to the statistics of who attends Marquette and the demographics of it. It's just you do feel like there isn't a lot of representation of people of color, especially women of color. And many times they don't get the help or that they need. They don't find communities to go to. However, Marquette does a very good job in offering them. I feel like it just doesn't reach a lot of those uh, women 
many times since, you know, they're around people that aren't interested in those things or don't feel the need, obviously, to go to support groups or things like that. So they never get exposed to it. However, Marquette offers a plethora of many different um, support groups, especially since I know of them because I work in the Office of Engagement and Inclusion and we offer so many programs towards those. However, it's just hard to get people because of the lack of communication and the lack of knowledge that there are available. So there's talks, talk groups of all different people of color. There's Latinas Unidas, there's Black Queens, there are many different circles that provide support and comfort for people that are going through hard times and want to find people like themselves that are going through the sim- like similar experiences. And uh, I feel like that those programs are amazing for support and strength. However, I want them to grow bigger, definitely, because uh, when you look at, let's say, like MUSG, for example, or other organizations that are kind of in the front of Marquette, you don't see a lot of representation there. Many of the times we're in the background. However, I hope in the future we'll slowly become the forefront and like the front lines of Marquette University. So how would you say um, Marquette has impacted your sense of self-worth? To me, I've always been in communities where I have been a minority. And because of that, as myself personally, I dealt with it in a way that I'm forcing people to see me and hear me by being a part of places where they might not want to accept me. So I force myself into leadership roles. You know, I want to be that voice that people can hear and see and know that I'm here, just like the mural. You cannot ignore me. And so I feel like Marquette has given me the opportunity to do that through a bunch of amazing people who have told me that, oh, there's these leadership opportunities. This opportunity, for example, is also amazing. I just get reached out to, and it's an amazing experience when someone is sees what you're doing and wants to help you further in your success. And so I feel like Marquette offers so many amazing people that want to help you succeed. And I feel like that is the number one thing Marquette wants you to do is to succeed. And they give you the ways and means to do so once you step into one role at Marquette. So all it takes is that one step to enter a community where people see you for who you are and they won't be able to ignore you. They'll want to help you. You know, they'll be they'll feel drawn towards you. Well, I think I know where that came from, because didn't you start this off telling us about all the things that your mother threw you into? Exactly. And so now you're kind of repeating that mm-hmm. as well and, 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 and seeing the, the value of taking advantage of those yeah. and not necessarily being trepidatious about it because exactly. you already have a successful history behind you. <laughs> so in addition to your mother, um, who are um, some other women of color who have influenced you? Other women of color that influenced me would be, I would say, Janan Najib is a woman that I respect a lot because of the work that she does. It's amazing how many communities she has affected, how many people she's helped, and the fact that she's running it with all these amazing women by her side just to help people in their daily experiences in our Milwaukee community is something that I aspire to be able to do in my future career. She definitely is up there. She has influenced me in not backing down, also throwing myself into things because she would say she would not got she would not have gotten to where she is now if she had not pursued what she wanted without care for other people's opinions. She is very strong and confident, I feel like, in her path and 
that has inspired me a lot to do the same. And there are many other women that I know of personally, like my friends that have also inspired me to step into careers or paths that I would not have stepped into if they had not told me, Lean, you have to do this because who cares <laughs> what other people are saying? Like, why are they telling you you can't do it? What is stopping you? It's only yourself and your own fear that other people might not accept you. And that's the thing. Not everyone's going to accept you. And so those people have inspired me a lot to go into the light and just not, not don't take no for an answer, basically. That leads me to a question about vulnerability. What's the role that vulnerability has played in the path that you've taken, choices that you've made, and the challenges that you faced? I would say vulnerability is something I definitely had to get used to. At first, I was a firm believer that showing weakness was something that was bad, that no one could see that I like it was not okay for people to see that I was uncomfortable or I was not feeling well that day or I was scared of approaching someone because I'm wearing a hijab or because they wouldn't accept me. However, I feel like now at the stage that I'm in, uh, vulnerability is something that's essential in making other people see that you're just like them. I'm human too. The way that people act around me is going to affect me. And that vulnerability right now can be used as something that's like very powerful because it can help people that might be against you understand that you two are the same way. Like you feel those emotions that they feel as well. And to share that vulnerability with someone might open up a door of like a connection or a friendship that might not have been there before if you had just been logistical about everything. Because beforehand, I remember many times that I was not going to say that I was uncomfortable with something or I, I was feeling bad because they said something rude to me. And because that would show kind of vulnerability on my end, like, oh, Lean gets hurt a lot. She's a sensitive woman because women are all sensitive, you know, that stereotype or stigma. But at the same time, yeah, I'm sensitive not because I'm a woman, but because I'm a human. And so are you. And I know that you are, too. And to just approach things in a mature way in that regard is so important for people to understand you more and to communicate better with others on the role of humanity and not womanhood or things like that. It's just humanity in general that I feel like vulnerability is so essential that it brings out the humanity in others. What are your hopes for the women of color on Marquette's campus? I really hope that we can be the front line of Marquette, that when they look at potential leaders, they look at women of color as the first choice. They see that we are striving, we are here, and we're top in our classes. We're top, We're on top of it all, you know? They can't get rid of us. We're everywhere. <laughs> and so I hope that we will be those people in the leadership positions, in MUSG representation, in classes where you look around and you're like, wow, I'm not the only one here. And I can speak up in class. It's okay to do that because I have other people too. And it's not something to be looked down upon. It's just, oh, this woman's speaking up because she knows what she's talking about. Not because, oh, she's a woman, she has an opinion about this subject, you know? I feel like I want those stereotypes to go away and just to be appreciated for who we are as competent and strong women. So now expanding it a little bit more, what are your hopes for the future of Marquette? <laughs> I hope that... In the future, after 10, 15 years, when I come back from my reunion, that mural will definitely still be up. And I also hope that there will be not only these like 
amazing programs like the talk circles or things like that that are in the background right now but i hope they will be something in the forefront in the front where people come and they're like oh marquette is known for having these diversity group meetings that it acknowledges many minorities that it supports and helps for their success that it's the number one um front or force of uh uplifting women of color i hope that it's known for that not only in our community but nationally that is my far-fetched dream for it it's so amazing to be known for something like that of helping those women but i really do hope that it becomes a university that's known for supporting these women of color succeeding and that many people that are coming out of it will tell you stories that yes marquette helped me in this point a b c d because of a b c d you know not just oh, I just went to university and then I left. <laughs> like, no, Marquette influenced my choices in my in my life. It helped me realize other people and religions and cultures, and it also uplifted my own. That's what I truly hope Marquette can do for the people in the future. I share that hope and, 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 and add to that, it becomes part and parcel of how Marquette operates as opposed mm-hmm. to something extra. What about hopes for your own future? What are you hoping to do there? In my own future, I hope that I can be someone that many people will look up to, to to follow their own dreams and to know that they too can do it. I want them to know that I was uncomfortable and I went through a lot of hardships randomly in times in college, in high school, in elementary school. Like hardships never end. However, I just want them to know that when they when they see me that because I'm in the position that I am in, hopefully succeeding in my career or in my family or wherever it may be, that they too will also be able to. I want to just be that person that people can go to if they need the help that they want or just to look up to, just like I looked up to my mother or sisters in energy, things like that. I hope that I can do that for others. Now, I was when in in the introduction, I was giving um, the various majors that you have. You have um, international affairs, you have criminology and law studies. How do those work together for you um, as it relates to your hopes for the future? So I hope to be a prosecutor in the future in the criminal field. Um, However, I want to know more about people and the one and whoever I will be working with I feel like that is essential when we live in the world we do today we are constantly bombarded by random social medias that are either true or false but we don't know and I feel like I can't trust those things until I do meet people of those cultures that will teach me about them themselves like I want to hear it firsthand from a person who lived through let's say whatever the media is saying, I want to meet them personally and be like, what was your experience? What is it truly like to be, let's say, Afghani, not according to the media, but according to you personally? Because that's such a big difference. Like if someone was to look at Syria right now in the news and then they'd ask me about it, I feel like those answers would be so different. One is void of emotion and one is full of the culture and the actual history that has affected a person in their life and their whole life, not just one point of it, like the media is showing right now. And so I feel like my international affairs um, major helps me give a background knowledge in these things and know what the world is saying. And then hopefully it can lead me to the actual people to hear their actual stories and to understand fully what it means to be 
what these people identify as. Like, why is their culture this way? And it's just very interesting to me because I want to be someone who speaks to people on their own truth and not on the truth the media portrays. What would you like our community to know about you and your journey? Thank you, first of all, for the support that everyone has shown me and also to be on the lookout because I will keep going and I'm going to pursue what I want to pursue and I will take any opportunity and every opportunity I get to do that. I'm very excited for the future and I hope that if anyone needs anything or help, I can be that person to help them through it. Okay. Well, and thank you to you, Lean Mortada, for sharing your story today. Your story stands as a testament to the amazing stories in our community yet to be uncovered. Our roots say that we're sisters podcast and the mural project seek to make these stories visible. Again, thanks to our sponsor, the Marquette Forum, Marquette's Office of Institutional Diversity and Inclusion, and the Haggerty Museum of Art for your support for this project. <laughs>